Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Done quietly, and with an extra rasp to it, probably them all. Josh, Josh, K-Rock, Josh of morning fame and I am looking at a report right here the story that broke yesterday about Colin Kaepernick who's found his way without throwing a single ball to get back in the news again Mm. the Seattle Seahawks evidently had a uh, an appointment with Mr. Kaepernick to do a little workout to see if they would be interested in his services of backing up Russell Wilson I guess no one thought to ask him what his intentions were during the national anthem, although I'm kind of torn two ways on this whole thing, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. I would have thought someone would have said to him, hey, we heard that you're planning and you've decided to not kneel during the anthem. That has gotten out in the press. It has been pretty well known that he said that he wasn't going to do this right now. But just to check... Somebody at Seattle, right before they're about to have this little uh, tryout, if you will, or whatever you want to call it, um, said, hey, that is your plan, right? Because the Seattle Seahawks, as a team, decided that the best thing for them would be to come up with um, an acknowledged plan for the entire team on this issue. And they all talked it out, and they said, we are not going to kneel as a form of protest, so as a team... You know, if we have a problem or an issue, we will do some type of other action, which I still think is the way Kaepernick and everyone should have handled it. Go, you know, do a um, a protest in front of the the city hall, the police station, if the if you will, in Chicago, whatever it is. But at any rate, um, so the Seahawks find out that Kaepernick is not committing and saying for sure he's not going to kneel, so they cancel the tryout. Um. I kind of think if I'm Seattle, I would do. I would have done the same thing. I'm thinking, why would I move forward? Because remember the number of, of of pieces that have to be have to be put implemented and put into place. You've got guys with stopwatches and and facilities and and trainers and coaches and different. And you're bringing in receivers to run for the guy and and do all kinds of stuff to see whether or not he's got his sea legs and he's still throwing the ball well and and so on and so forth. Knowing that if he's gonna no matter how he plays, if he's going to kneel during the national anthem, he's off the board anyway. So I can see why. Now, I listened this morning to Golick Jr. and a couple other people who said, why would it matter? Worry about that later. Let's see if he's... So which of those two adages are you are you um, are backing, Paulie? Do you see why Seattle does it, or you think they should have just gone ahead and had the tryout and dealt with it later? Uh, I get exactly why they did it. I'm 100% for his right to do what he does, but he's committing career suicide at this point. He knows what it does when he, you know, he knows the ramifications now. He knows how it affects people. He knows what's been made of what he does. And the Seahawks don't have to put up with that. Like, why would you want that? You're trying to build a cohesive team unit. Why would you want that going into a season? Mm -hmm. You you know, you know what I'm saying? So... The fans will be mad. At least half of them will be mad. So, you know, I, I get 100% why they're doing it. He's committing career suicide. Josh? Well, here's breaking news. Less than one hour ago, the Seattle Seahawks have signed quarterback 
Stephen Morris. They have Who? completely ignored Colin Kaepernick, and he will not be signed to the Seattle Seattle Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Well, okay, so so now let's think about this for a minute because I like I like to <clears throat> try to make um, sense of these things when I hear them. So you're Kaepernick. You go ahead, mistake or not mistake, or whatever it is you want to say about what he did while he was with San Francisco. Absolutely, Paulie's is, is being nice when he says he committed suicide. He fell on the sword hard. Now he gets word out there, because no one wants to go anywhere near him, that he's willing to forego this kneeling thing, and that he's going to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, during the National Anthem, during whatever is going on about the flag. With that said... Knowing the reaction that has been, why would he have said to Seattle, the first team to show interest in him and gone back on previous statements that he wouldn't do it unless that's what he wanted? So think about it. If there's going to be some big lawsuit now, Mm -hmm. did he just set himself up even more now with Seattle and other people in the league? Is this really what the goal was? Because I agree 100% with you, Paulie, that... His making that statement again just screwed his chances. If they, if anyone sees him as being a problem in the huddle or in the locker room, he's not coming in as a backup either. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not coming in as a backup. So, why would you want the guy there? Why would he have done this? Let us all to believe that that was behind him. And he started actually getting empathy from people. He started getting people, hey, man, the guy, you know, he didn't realize this was going to be the outcome of his protesting. He said he wouldn't do it. He went to a Super Bowl. He's a good athlete. He wants to get a chance. I think he was getting a lot of sympathy in the last couple of months. Because you really can't name another guy besides him who was kneeling. You know Colin Kaepernick was the no, guy that kneeled. But, but this was like, you know, remember... In the beginning, Muhammad Ali took a lot of heat for not going to that Vietnam War. He did. He took a lot of heat for it. People were like, hey, man, are you kidding me? We're losing our boys over there. That was a big slap in the face to some people. As people started hearing more about why he was doing it, his religious beliefs, and the war started becoming a little less popular and then became really unpopular, you understood him more, and he and he, he got people, because they banned him from boxing and took away his titles and the whole bit. He started getting some sympathy for it. But for him to turn around then and say, oh, and by the way, I hate the U.S. government, or, or, or do it again, would have been suicide for Ali. I can't quite wrap my head around why Kaepernick would have just said, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stand. I'm not mm-hmm. going to kneel. Unless this is what he wanted. He's playing a long game. You're saying maybe he's got a lawsuit I, I, set up. And, oh God, he's coming after. Them and now all. that he just officially lost the job, he's coming after them all. Well, they're gonna they're they're in writing have acknowledged that they are not going to entertain after already booking this appointment because he is not committing. Mm-hmm. So he can now finally take something and say no one has said we let him go in San Francisco because of the kneeling thing. They didn't say that. No one's on record. Right. Someone's now on record an NFL franchise as saying that they did not give him an opportunity to try out or to go through this practice because you would not commit. So now they can definitely tie. Now there's supposedly, uh, according to the the suit, I understand that he's going to bring, uh, he's saying that the entire league was told to stay away from him. That's what that's what. But I, think I view it, it like this. I view it like this. Seattle and all these programs are independent companies. They're, they have the right to hire who they want and don't want to. Like It would be like this. Like Let me give you an example that I can understand. Say there's a radio DJ in Rochester, says something offensive, gets fired because the company doesn't want him on the air. 
Davy Duty from Rochester? Yeah, Davy Duty or whatever. Duty right? in the morning? Duty yeah, in the morning. Duty in the morning. I hate Duty. Say there's an opening here at Galaxy Media. The great one doesn't want to hire Davy Duty, not because he did anything illegal, but just because he's got some stink on him. Right. He has that right to do that. Right. Same with the C- Seattle Seahawks. Right. They don't Colin Kaepernick has a stink on him. Kay. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the misdirection of the whole team. They don't want that. Okay, it's their here, right as the program. But here's what Ka- Kaepernick's trying to say. Kaepernick's trying to say, so now let's say you're a member of the United Radio Group of America. Gotcha. And uh, the head of United Group of America that has 50 different radio stations under its umbrella and their mm-hmm. membership puts out a memo or even behind closed doors says, hey, don't hire duty. He's bad for us all. He's a bad guy. Is that discriminatory because it came from... So see what I'm saying? Yeah, the, I see what you're saying. He's, you're he's saying that the league blackballed him. Sure. That guys like, say, let's just say, Goodell or his office or somebody has reached out to all of the teams and said, we don't like this guy, we're losing money. But if that was the case, why would Seattle have even toyed with the idea Seattle of it? Seattle possibly, you know, the, the, heat is, the heat is worn off some. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's the next season. I thought Philadelphia was going to grab him to back up uh, um, Foles, mm. and they didn't. So, um, no, I, I'm wondering if it if it wore off. But now he absolutely has a nexus, you know, to, to make the claim he was not given equal rights because of what Seattle just did. He, they may just open up a huge Pandora box, and the ownership of the Seattle Seahawks has a lot of money. A little company called Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Paul Allen, baby. Is Paulie going to get hit hard now? He can get some cash out of him. If that's, if that's the game he's playing. I think he I think he might have struck a goal. That's like Gold Rush. It's like the TV show Gold Rush. He's Parker's Revenge. Good. I like it. <laughs> City Slickers 2, Hunt for Curly's Gold. Oh, one of the greatest scandals of all time. Please tell me you've got a City Slickers 2 story. I got Curly's Revenge. Give it to me. You don't know the story? No, but I need to hear it. Oh, I got it for you. So... He, Curly, mm-hmm. actor's name. Don't have any idea. <gasps> you don't know his name? I mean, Jack Plants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so Plants does a movie with what famous star? Uh, well, Billy, that, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal's hosting the Academy Awards. Jack mm-hmm. Plants gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor for City Slickers. Okay. This is one of the most famous controversies in Hollywood history. I think I know where you're going. Go where, ahead. Where am I going? Did Billy Crystal announce him or like switch the envelope or something? Yes. <laughs> so here's what happens. So Palance, who, God rest him, was known to enjoy a cocktail or two in his time. Obviously, it had a couple. He's coming out to to uh, read the nominees and give the Best Supporting Actress Award. So Palance went on. He was 70-something years old. He does a one-arm push-up on stage Whoa. and all this other stuff and blah, blah. Hey, he comes out, and he's a big kind of cowboy cat like he is in the, ca- in the character in City Slickers. And he says, and the nominees are... And he rips open the envelope, and he says, Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny. Blah, blah. Now, she's up against, like, Judy Dench mm-hmm. and some of these I mean, amazing actresses. No taking anything away from Marissa. She was lovely in My Cousin Vinny. Is that an Oscar-worthy performance? Sure, right. Uh, America will never, and the world will never really know the answer to this, because I can't remember who Palance was given the award with or whatever, but at some point, Palance, now I've got a piece of paper in my hand, he has the nominee list. 
they he reads the nominee, they cut to the nominee, and they show the nominee sitting out in the audience, and then they show the clip from the movie. Then he goes back and reads the next one, and they show the nominee. But he gets through all the nominees, and he says, and the Oscar goes too. And they're trying to rip open the envelope, and they can't get it open for the for the name of the winner. So Palance turns around and pulls the envelope out, and then lays the nominee sheet over it and reads the first thing he sees, which is Marissa Tomei, oh. the first nominee. So Tomei jumps out of her seat and, and, and goes, oh, my God, and you couldn't take it from her. But we don't know what was written on that second piece of paper, which was actually they the winner's name. They never opened it? They never opened it? No, they anything? opened it, but he laid the nominee oh. sheet over it. And nobody went in and said, hey, we... They couldn't do anything about oh. it. What are you going to do, take it away from her? So the, the Academy decided and said... There was a one in four shot that it was her. We're going to leave it leave it that way, and we're not going to change it and take the Oscar from her. And they went off of Palancis. So it, it, technically, she had a twenty five percent chance that it was her. Mm-hmm. When you go back and look at who she was, she was nominated against like you know Titanic. You yeah, know, it's right, like some right, other really giant right. movies for my cousin Vinny. My biological clock is ticking here. Exactly right. You know, that won the Oscar. Hello. So it will always go down in history as one of the biggest ifs. An Academy Award. I history. can go down on record as saying there'll probably be another, a never another sports show that has a curly reference from City Slickers on it. We are the best. We are. We are number one. We're, We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. I'm so excited. It's time for. Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. What do you got over this, so what? So what time? As we talk, Dancing with the Stars. <gasps> now, I know that's a weird headline to go into, but... A lot of athletes do that, too. Athletes have done it, and uh, including now 70-year-old Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He will be one of the Dancing with the Stars. It's like Dancing with a Giraffe. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like I'm watching a giraffe dance. I mean, Kareem's a big man. Tanya Harding is dancing, as well as uh, Washington Redskins cornerback Josh Norman. Three different athletes. Well, Tanya Harding should clean up and something like that, because whenever you have to uh, do that against skaters, that's dancing on ice. Mm-hmm. So I bet you she does really well with it. I always think it's unfair when they get the dudes from the boy bands. Because they've been and dancing, it, yeah, they've right? they've been dancing their whole lives. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, wa- I watch it for the dancing chicks. They're the hottest women probably I've ever seen in my life. The like the professional dancers who are on that show. My wife will have it on, and I will watch just for them. Do you ever just watch when your wife's not? Can't home? be well. Listen, I gotta <laughs> grab a box of tissues and bring it in. Yeah, sure uh-huh. I do. What? Uh, who else is on it? Oh, the whole list. I only had the athletes. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I got the whole list. Hold on a second. I've been Daniel asked to do, Baldwin. I've been asked to do that show. You have? I have. I turned it down. Um, I. The year Emmett Smith won, the following season was the last time they asked me. They asked me a couple years in a row, and then they asked me that the year after, and I called Emmett, and I said to him, what's it, what's it really like? If I, I'm contemplating doing it now, he goes, let me tell you something. If you're going to win it, it's a full-time job. He goes, I had them fly the trainer with me, and I practiced every day for hours. He goes, some days, six and seven hours I, I practiced. He goes, it was a... It was that hard. If you if you want to win it, and I went, well, I would never do it if I wasn't going to try to win it. So the answer is for, 
and it's a it's a flat fee too. You don't negotiate the deal like you're gonna. So and it's not a small amount of money. It, it, it it's a six figure number, but it does it can't go over that number. So and it doesn't go over if you go further into the competition. So the harder you work to stay on the show longer, you still get paid the same amount of money, and it's a full time job. And I looked at that and I thought. Okay, could I win this? Could I win Dance with the Stars? No, probably not. So that discouraged me. And then number two, the amount of money. And I, I so I went back with, I'll tell you what, pay me X amount of dollars per week. And every time I succeed, I want more money. You can call it whatever. And they said no. And I said, well, then I'm out. And so I didn't do it. It is an all-athlete cast this year. But those are the three most famous. You're uh, uh, going to get a bunch of Olympians in there. Like there's a loser Who's dancing? There's a He's snowboarder. He's a loser. He won't, a loser. <laughs> he won't win it. Softball players. It's 10 athletes from all different sports uh, backgrounds. The biggest name probably would be either Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or, uh, uh, well, I guess actually Johnny Damon's on too. So Johnny Damon will be No will be one's dancing. bigger than Kareem on that list. Johnny Damon's not as big as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. What? Uh, here, here's a question for you, Daniel Baldwin. This, uh, your story me, there just made me think me. of one. Uh, what's the... Biggest mistake you've ever made turning something down? Did you ever turn something down and oh, now you're God, like, oh, yeah. good yeah, God, I did. I did. Uh, there was uh, uh, this relatively unknown director named Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no. And, and, <laughs> and he said, I'm doing this show and this movie and the names of the characters are Mr. Orange and Mr. Apple mm. and Mr. White and Mr. Green. And I said, yeah. And I read it and I, I didn't particularly like him very much. And they offered me one of the roles in the movie. And I said, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. And that little film was Reservoir Dogs. Oh, and, I, <laughs> and I turned it down. <laughs> Real smart. I was doing, you know, Anal Lube 2. <laughs> some, some terrifying film that was awful. And, uh, and that paid me a lot more money. There's been a couple of those. Uh, uh, there was one. I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, I think it was either ER or... Um, where they said, listen, if you show up, you're going to get it. They like yeah. you a lot. Yeah. Blah, or, or Chicago Hope. One of these kind of like big <laughs> yeah. medical ones, you know. And I, and I went, who's in it? And they said, oh, no, I think it was ER. I think it was ER. And yeah, it was, that wasn't a very good show. Right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So ER is getting made. It's like a botchko show yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And they go, I go, who they got? They go, well, they got this guy Clooney and they got this <laughs> other guy, blah, blah. You know, which you got to remember too, when you do those kinds of shows, if you're on for like five years, these are your friends. You yeah. Know, yeah, right. That when they're doing movies for the next 20 years, you're like, hey, are you doing that Ocean's Eleven movie, Georgie? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just wonder if you throw me a little, yeah, dad, oh, come on on, you know. So- and I, that yeah, syndication money yeah, would have been nice. I said, I said, yeah, that's a that's a terrible show. I'm not doing that show. <laughs> I'm not doing that show. Uh, and and so wait, does that mean that maybe <laughs> yeah, Polly and I might be extremely successful one of these days? Uh, yeah, um, there's no question. There, people are going to say to you, "What a great decision that you did that crappy radio show, with Daniel Walden." <laughs> Look at how big you are now. Just being in your orbit uh, sends us to the next level. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next story on. So what? The list of NFL's most overpaid players has come out. Can you guess who number one is? The most overpaid most overpaid players. players. They did a whole breakdown of what their value is, what they bring oh, to the game. Oh, history or right no, now? No, 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 playing right now. Ooh, um, the most overpaid. Joe Flacco, uh, playing right now? Yes. No. Any particular sport? You, you don't know who Joe Flacco is. <laughs> no. Joe Flacco is. He has no idea. <laughs> yeah, he plays for the Baltimore Devils. Top two are football players. Okay. Oh, you're saying athletes all. Not just football players. All right, so players. the top two, uh, Garofalo. 
Garoppolo, yes. Garoppolo, rather, uh, is for sure, because he signed for the record, and he hasn't done umgots yet. That so is why? number one. Number one is 49ers coming. quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, who right. signed for $137.5 million and has only had seven NFL starts. Right, right. So how does that guy just, that's crazy. All right, so that's number one. Number two is? I don't know say. So number two is going to be... Uh, Football again. Yeah. Um, Andrew Luck. Uh, no, he, I don't see he's, even, he's not in the top five. Okay. Cody, I mean, sorry, Paul, guess? Paul. No idea. Who is it? Marcel Darius, who is getting paid $96.6 million, uh, and he's having a lot of trouble off the field, so he gets in a lot of trouble. He's overpaid. Number three is a quarterback. Another quarterback, number three? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, overpaid quarterback. Um, They're all overpaid. By, by definition, actually. And, and they can't have a kickoff in the game because they're afraid someone might get might get hurt in the NFL. Um, Dallas, uh, uh, did he just sign again? Um, the kid in Dallas, did he just resign for like some no, ridiculous? No, I think he's still on. He's. I thought they just resigned him. Who it's is Kirk it? Cousins. Yeah, okay, million that makes dollars. a lot of sense. Yeah. He makes the most per year as any quarterback, $20 right. million a year. Keep rolling through these things. Yeah, just go. Number four, Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Only five offensive players make as much as him, which is he makes $15.1 million a year. And the number five Bengals, uh, Vontenze Murphy. So he makes $15.1 million a year as a wide receiver. Now, Mm -hmm. a wide receiver, by definition, unlike a lineman, it's not in every play on offense. So he's rotating in. He averaged 8.8 yards per carry. but, But here's what's great. So... He's making essentially almost a million dollars a game yeah. in a 16-game schedule. He plays the defense and offense. Hopefully, he'll play about 50%. So he plays half the game. And then, because he's a receiver, he literally is on the field less than probably half the plays mm-hmm. that the offense puts on. So you could probably do the math, arguably, and say that he makes like $30,000 a snap. Yeah. You know, or some crazy. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> some crazy. Every time the ball gets snapped, he makes 30, 40 grand. And here I am again. Right? I mean, that's that's the moral of every story. You're stuck on this stupid radio show. <laughs> I like it. And, and, and I said no to Quicken the Dead. You know, <laughs> another great one. Billy had just done a movie with Sharon Stone. And it was they they had he had they had a terrible time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't like each other very much. So um, they asked me like months later. I I did the Tonight Show, and they asked me, "Do you want to go on first guest on Wednesday night, or do you want to go on Friday night second guest?" But Sharon Stone's lead in. So I go. Well, no one's going to stay up late to watch Wednesday night because I'm on. I'm like, of course I'm going to go on on Friday. She's going to lead in a bigger audience, and more people are going to see this, whatever it was I was going on to promote, probably the, the TV show, whatever I was doing at the time. So, you know, my ego's way out of it. I'm like, I realize she's a big star. I'll do Friday. So, there's a knock on my dressing room door. I think it's Leno or somebody that's going to come to say, hey, good luck on the show. It's Sharon Stone. And she turned around, and she looks at me, and she goes, uh, I'm going on before you. And I went, oh, yeah, no, I, f- I figured. You're Sharon Stone. That's the whole reason why I did the show. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, no, I know that. And she goes, okay, and I'm not waiting for you. And I went, I'm sorry. And she goes, well, if you'd ever done The Tonight Show before, you would know that the guest moves over to the next seat. And that, and she goes, and I'm not waiting for you. I'll be leaving when I'm done. So I looked up at her again, and I went, well, again, you're Sharon Stone, so if you decide that you don't want to wait for me out there, I said, you're great. She goes, okay, 
Then she turned around and walked out. <laughs> and I was like, man, she must have really hated Billy. Yeah, I know, because, wow. Because I don't even know this bitch. Yeah, and she's, she's coming at you. in my grill. Mm-hmm. So the New York Times, no, the LA Times had asked me, do you want to make a comment about this public rift that's going on between Sharon Stone and your brother Billy? And I said, no, man, talk to Billy about it. I called that reporter back after the Tonight Show incident, and I had a, the greatest quote ever. I said, actually, I've changed my mind. I do have something to say about Sharon Stone and Billy's problem. I said, I just don't understand how a 30-year-old man and a 47-year-old woman can't get along. <laughs> and at the time, Sharon was claiming she was like 35. Yes! <laughs> and, so, and so they printed it, and her manager, and her published everything. They went nuts threatening me. But... They asked me to come in and read for, uh, I think Russell Crowe ended up doing the, the, <laughs> doing the character. Nice. It, it, just, it was just to read. It wasn't they offered me the movie. And I went, yeah, no, I don't want to work with her. Going through a- <laughs> At the time, I guess I thought it was much bigger than it was because I was turning down all kinds of crap. And- I'm going through Daniel's uh, old emails right now where he says, uh, no thanks, I don't need to be in Titanic. Uh, he's saying, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, exactly. not going to be in that movie, no thanks. Yeah, I don't like Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Star Wars, no. Yeah, no, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> Lucas idiot. Final uh, So What story. I'm going to introduce you to Tucker Steckman, a fourth grader at Wells Elementary School who had the most (laughs) Ferris Bueller moment ever. Skipped school. He went to Wrigley Field to watch the Cubs play and ran into his principal. In 10 innings, but it's the first time that new rule got uh, kicked in and used yesterday. The stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and, uh, baseball fans... Uh, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with America? Hey, wait, here's the... Here's the <laughs> ah, a lot. They're trying to, like, speed up the game. And, you know, when they make these attempts, it speeds up the game by, like, four minutes. Do you know what we're talking about? It's, it's, I, I don't. Talk to okay, me. Okay, so, so to speed up an extra inning game, the last guy that made out in the ninth inning goes out to second base, and they put him on second base with a runner on, but you start the tenth inning with a base runner. To what? speed the yes, yeah, they're doing this amazingly baseball. It's like it, it, this is like Antichrist stuff. What are you yeah. talking about? If the game goes fourteen, yeah. or if the game goes seventeen, you're like, yo, yeah. dude, you remember that night? You know, in Yankee Stadium, they went seventeen against Boston. Yeah. It, it's what it is. Just yeah. let it. Just let them do steroids. The game will be over really fast. Yeah, one guy will hit twenty home runs, That's and it'll be over. Want. That's it's what you should do. Robert Kelly, by the way, from the Funny Bone. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Robert, you know how are you? You know what's bothering me right now? And I know we have Robert here. That's okay. That's okay. But, 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 but I think <laughs> that when we put a guy on second base, it's still taking too long. Let's put three guys on base. Put them all on. Let's end it one bad with three guys on base, and let's do that now. Let's bases loaded, yeah. extra innings, because I think it's taking too long. It takes too you long. put a guy in between uh, home and third. <laughs> That's you should start right, right, exactly. home at third, exactly, and let him work it up. But put two guys on each base. Now we're talking With two yeah. gloves, yeah, and then put two balls. That's like Make it two balls. Let the pitcher <laughs> kick a field goal. You should give the guy running a jet pack. Three <laughs> balls, three guys. In put him on a monorail. Yeah, put him on a monorail. Actually, give him a donkey. Give him a donkey. <laughs> and if you if you're really good, then you get a horse. You know then, what? Yeah, I'll tell you what you do. Nice. Why don't yeah. we just flip for it? So, you know, we go to yes. home plate. To be able to do flip. Handshake, flip a coin. You yes. won. Yes. yes. There you go. 12 hours we spent getting here. Flip the coin. Heads I win, tails you lose. You all should yeah. do. You should just, uh, who can make out with who better? Just two guys <laughs> making out on a mound. No, I'm going to get out. Game over. <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Wait. No, no, no. I went too far. Wait. Did I say that? No, no, no. You and Gomez are going to the extra innings right now, big guy. Oh, no, my arm. I think it's broken. Hey, Wang, it's a parking lot, all right? Both of you guys. It was dead silence. You know, it yeah. would end the game quicker, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, no. That is the. Fu- <laughs>
<laughs> oh, wow. I like this kid. This kid's future is bright. Mm, now, his principal had a good spirit about it. He took a photo with him, and he's holding a sign that says, Skipping school, don't tell principal. Whatever yeah. his name is. Principal is at the game, sees him, they get a photo. Did he see Abe Froman? Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago? Of exactly. course. The of great course. Abe Froman. <laughs> I was struggling so bad yes. to remember that guy's name. Abe Froman. Are you familiar with what we're talking about? Yeah, he loves it. Okay. His 80s movies are all day long. Playing the Ferris Bueller song. I hear, oh yeah. Actually, that's from a few movies. Yeah. What was the one, Secret of My Success? That might be where it, uh, where it started. That might be the first movie. How else. is this ever a song? It's yellow. <laughs> it's just a weird deep voice saying, oh yeah, you're beautiful over and over again. Listen, I play this song for a few friends. I play this song for was Robin this, right now. Was this baby making music in Daniel Baldwin's prime? Yeah, baby. In his prime. It still plays in <laughs> stereo in my bedroom. I, I put it on a headset. I just go. Listen, we talked this morning uh, on, a, on a previous show about the fact that we're living out in Cleveland and Robin goes, we, we, we have to keep this as the summer house. We have to move closer into town if we're staying up here. Sure. So when we first got out of here, we're driving and I see, you know, Fayetteville, Camillus, this, that. And I see a town called Do It. So, so of course, it's Do It. Yeah. But I go to Robin, I go, if I got to live in any town, I want to live in a town called Do It. Do It. Do It. Yeah. This song just proves that the drugs in the 80s were the best drugs. Now, see, now I got another, now <laughs> I got another question for yeah. you. When, right. when you're in college, what was your, uh, did you have a CD or, a, or, well, an album in your case or that you No, played? an 8-track in my case. <laughs> when the ladies came over? Oh, man, love is a battlefield, man. Are you kidding me? Love is a battlefield. in my generation, you had to own the first Dave Matthews. Like, I hate Dave Matthews, but you oh, had to. Oh, no, that you, was way you, before Dave Matthews. You had to own Dave Matthews' first CD, because when the ladies came over, you had to put it on to, Listen, if you to wanted the some sh- off. If you wanted some shingle, if you wanted some, sh- if you wanted some shingle, <laughs> you roll, here's, roll all for you had, here's all you had to do. I'm going to turn it on right now. We're going to go to break off this. You ready? I'm going to play it. You don't need to do anything. Well, I could have right found now. it for you. Uh, you don't have to play it. Oh, yeah, there it is. We're Josh, what was, what we're was your... together. What, yeah. did, what did Josh play together? I'm so in love with you. I put curling on television and invited them in. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. There it is. It's all right with me. Contain yourself, ladies. We'll come back. DSPN Radio Syracuse. Yeah. Find us on the web at ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, volume back up after I was saying four little words. LeBron James says two important aspects will decide his fate in free agency. And he goes on to say that when it comes down to it, everyone will be putting in a bid to bring the king in next season. And in the end of the day, LeBron will only care about two things, family and winning. Now, of the teams that we have heard rumored in this, $23 million mansion he bought in Los Angeles suggests really, really hard that he's thinking about the Lakers. I do not believe even adding the great LeBron James early in his career to the Lakers 
gives them any kind of a guarantee that they'll they'll go to the playoffs because of it for sure. But they're they're not even in the top four, I don't think, in the West if he goes there. So that knocks the Lakers out of contention. And I believe that that's, if this is true, and this is a quote from him, it knocks Cleveland out of the picture for him staying. So the other two teams that I've heard most are Houston and Philadelphia. And we've had this conversation a few times, um, but this is a new quote that he's, uh, he's come out with. Um, it's uh, April 10th that he said it. Uh, and, and you still think... Paulie, that he's going to Philadelphia. Ultimately, I think he's staying in Cleveland. But if he goes somewhere, it's Philadelphia. Well, well, now, so if what he said here is true, that only two things will factor into making this decision, his family and winning, how is Cleveland an, a viable option for winning? Get through winning? this year. Get through these playoffs. See how they do. You know, if he... You know. So these are the odds right now we're looking at. We're looking at... Um, to win, this is to win the title, correct? Yes. So the Warriors are a six to five favorite to win the title. The Rockets are five to four in second. The Cavaliers, and and it's interesting to me when you look at this because these are the Seventy Sixers are twenty five to one this year to win. The Raptors twelve, Cavaliers eight to one. You know this this the rest of them are, are there's no chance they're going to win for sure. So. Um, so really, it, it, as I see it, it's a three-horse race. It's Warriors, Rockets, and Cavaliers. I don't think the Raptors c- could win the NBA title this year. I don't. So really, it comes down to the Warriors and the Rockets in the conference finals is really your your, your NBA title game because I think either one of them is going to beat the Cavaliers this year. It's a good possibility. Yeah. So again, how does staying, in, in accordance with this statement is, is what I'm asking you, how does staying in Cleveland – Give him a better chance if if he's wants to win a title and keep his family. That's because that keeps his family so happy to live in. in well, in Cleveland? Th- his family's there already and right, established, right. and they're still eight. They're third. They're the third pick to win it. You know, so right. So, uh, I think that's probably what he does. But Sixers, Rock, the Rockets are a no brainer. Like you've said the whole time. Like if he goes to the Rockets. If he goes to the Rockets, it's it's a real. Uh, I, I, I let's put it this way: if they could trade him right now, oh, here's a really interesting question for both of you. If they could trade him right now, it was legal to send him to the Rockets. Now, are the Rockets the favorite to win the NBA title over the Warriors, or are the Warriors still the favorite? It's basically a pick 'em now between the Rockets and the Warriors. Now it anyways, is right. So. so I'm saying they're five to four. The Rockets are and six to five. I think if LeBron James was traded to the Rockets, they'd be the favorite to beat. It's a, yeah, I could probably see that. would. So now you understand why. I'm, if winning is really that important to him, and I would think this late in his career, why not just retire? What does he still have to prove? So if you're not going to win it, why would you play anymore? Like, what's the sense of going to a rebuilding Lakers? Everyone knows who LeBron James is. It's not like you're gonna, you know, when Shaq came from Orlando and they brought him on with Kobe. And they tried to do the two sheriff offense, and that didn't work out well for them because after they won a few, they got rid of Shaq and they kept Kobe um, because of of internal fighting and everything. I'm sure that because this is only for a couple of years, those guys in Houston would love to see him come. They'd love to have him because that would put them over the top. When when Durant went out to to Golden State. That changed everything, man. It really did. Mm-hmm. I mean, who? Th- I didn't see that coming. Did you see that coming? 
I, I didn't expect it, but no. I mean, it was a no-brainer also for him. You know, the money was great, oh, God, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the championships were going to be there. Well, but this is how you get those kind of Laker teams and, and Boston Celtic teams that are in the conversation for a decade, you know, and, and those great matchups where we we had it set up on the East Coast and we had it set up on the West Coast that one of those two teams was in the finals, I think, like 12 years in a row or something. I mean, it was crazy. There was a one kind of weird year the Knicks played Houston or something, but otherwise, you know, they were, it was a, an amazing run. Let me ask you this. What's the point? Of him to keep playing. If if he wants to, he could just retire in Cleveland if he wants to be near his family, right? Right. What's he trying to prove right now? That he's still got it. He's got that championship drive. Well, who cares? Only he's I mean, he king. cares obviously. Yeah. But but that's what I mean. So so I think too, it's exactly what you're saying. It's it's what makes Michael Jordan have to make a comment on video this last week of uh, he put all of his rings on one hand. Mm-hmm. You see this thing. So he's got he's got a championship ring on his pinky, on his ring finger, on his middle finger, on his index finger, and two on his thumb. Yeah, Google it. And he yeah. turns around and he does a video and says, LeBron said he's king. And he goes, aren't you missing something? Oh. And, he, and, he, and he turns around and he holds it and he goes, you're the king? Really? So he, to- he, he so Michael still today, he winces at someone challenging that with him. He's been retired for a long time. And I don't think LeBron James was is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan was. I really don't. But I, but the fact that he even cares. So you're right. There is a fire in him. That's why going to the Lakers would be such a frustrating thing. I think for LeBron James, like he's not going to the finals with the Lakers unless they unless there's something we don't know and he's bringing in two more. And he could be. They listen. They could be sending LeBron there and they're bringing the bearded one from Houston, unbeknownst to anybody. Who knows what. Inside moves. I think doing. it would cause too much drama in the locker room. I think you've got Lonzo Ball, who doesn't want anybody with him there. Of course, he does. He wants. Oh, I he think, does. You don't think I, he wants to be the young hotshot that everybody well, likes? I think and, with well, I think with LeBron guy, he gets NBA t- title power, uh, and and LeBron's gone in two years anyway. LeBron's not playing for. Remember, mm-hmm. LeBron's been playing like fourteen years already yeah. or something. I mean, I, he's been around a while. I don't remember, but I think the Lakers have enough money to sign two max contract free agents this year. Yeah, so so, so that's if they could get well, they but but they would have to go behind closed doors. Listen, if you don't think just like you know, uh, listen, let's come back with this uh, and go to break really quick now, and come back the last couple minutes and talk about. I'll tell you um, about some inside stuff that I have some knowledge of, uh, and also uh, the great Nostra Daniel will be present. Exciting! Yes, CSPN Radio Syracuse. Stanley Cup. Win and your name is forever etched in hockey immortality. The Chicago Blackhawks have won the Stanley Cup. Inscribed as a record of achievement. Engraved as a validation for victory. Score! 3-2 with less than a minute to go. Whose names will be next? Score! The NHL playoffs. Get all the new scores and highlights right here. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. So we were talking about how it really happens, what really goes on behind closed doors. And so I was talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Now, I'm not going to say I saw this in writing. 
but I'm going to say that there were people that talked about this scenario when I was in L.A., um, and it was, you have a certain amount of money that you can sign a guy for. There's a, there's a cap, and there's a luxury tax if you go past it, and so on and so forth. So there's rules that prevent a team from saying, well, the hell with it. I'm going to buy all five of the best guys in the NBA and spend, you know, because I have that kind of money. Well, suddenly Shaquille O'Neal gets signed to, to come to the Los Angeles Lakers, and along with signing with the Lakers, he has this gigantic deal with Disney <laughs> uh. where he has uh, Shaquille O'Neal's Deaf Comedy Jams. He does the, what was the crazy movie he did Kazam. with the turban? Yeah, he does that. He has He's got the video an action game figure, the video. Yeah, all of it was all part of Shaq a big. Shaq Fu. Sha- yeah, Shaq Diesel, Shaq Fu Shaq. Right, right. So, so this whole thing comes together. So now you're, and I'm just, I'm not saying this is a fact, but you're Dr. Jerry Buss, and you've got deep roots in the community in Los Angeles. <laughs> and you call over to your boys at Disney and go, make it happen. We need another $100 million. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So over the course of 15 years, Shaq still has the deal that's running that they're paying him for, I'm sure, at Disney. So when you've got those kinds of friends in your community, now, again, I look at where you could make those kinds of... I'm sure Philly has some people that could be interested in, in, in being involved in helping LeBron. Uh, uh, Cleveland, not not as much so. Definitely, there's a lot of oil money and a lot of money down in Houston. Oh, Houston's got so cash. you know as you see LeBron, the potential for him. Now, I think he wants to be involved in production, and I think he wants to be involved in films. He wants to make the 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 transition into the entertainment world, which is why a lot of people have speculated that he'll go to the Lakers. But that is not going to be conducive for him to winning. I do not believe his presence. You know. Honestly, I don't know if you bring two guys in. Who Who's the other guy that's going to be eligible this year besides LeBron? Well, if you're the Lakers and you want to spend the money, you're, the, you're Genie Bus. You're Genie Bus. We'll call Genie. We'll call Genie. We'll call ask the bus? Her. I can call Genie. I have her number. Bring the bus around. <laughs> you're busted. Uh, all right. So, 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 so tell me. There's not. We'll, we'll text her. Did we get a text back? No, we didn't get a text back from Mark Jackson either, by the way. Um Who's the next guy? Are you are you googling it or you have something on your I'm mind? I'm trying to find it right now. <laughs> Kevin Love, who are you going to give me? Well, the Lakers have reportedly been scouting the other ball brother too in Lithuania. They went over there and looked at him and No, he stinks. But they're desperate to build a team. Well, they got to do something, you know, that uh, I mean, it's it's only going to get Golden State's going to have a, if they hold that team together. They're going to be for another five years. I mean, they're that good. Oh, I know who. Uh, the Spurs. Um, uh, Quan, not, not Quiney. What's his name? Uh, Kawhi Leonard? Yes. So Leonard. Now, if Leonard and LeBron both went to the Lakers, does that put him in, the, does that put him in contention, do you think? It'd make him a lot better, yeah. Does I it mean, put him in contention to play against Golden playoffs, State? Yes. Of course it gets him in the playoffs. LeBron gets him into the playoffs. So does it put him in contention with Golden State? No. I don't think so either. I think if LeBron and and Kawhi go to Houston, that puts him way up there. It, he's going to Houston. I'm telling you, he's going to Houston. As a matter of fact, do you believe? My soul is prepared. How's yours? Quatrains from the Great One. What is this? It's time for Nostra Daniel. LeBron and Curry are in a hurry. 
the finish line is quite blurry. An upset special, if you dare. Look for the rocket's red glare. <laughs> oh, he's out of it. Come out of it. The great what happened? Wait, has spoken. You, you saw the, uh, a lot of things in the bowl, and we've got to hand it back to Dan Levitard now. So, have a great weekend. Did you just say the Rockets are going to win it? I think the Rockets might win wow. the NBA title Somebody even get a without LeBron. Fire extinguisher in here. All right, back next week. CSPN Radio Syracuse. This is Orange Nation. If you do that, you should expect to get hit. Why is that? The, the, you know the answer. The goes. answer is the unwritten yes. rules of baseball. This is something that absolutely drives me crazy. You don't really see it in any other sport. Can I give a stupid reason for why I think bench clearing brawls happen in baseball and not anywhere sure. else? If the benches don't clear, it's nine on one. Orange Nation, noon to two. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m.